What's up, everyone? We are back with Season 2, Episode 2 of Ball Sticks and Fists. It's your favorite show without an intro, and we are live. Once again, I am joined by my co-host, Sam. Sam, how are you doing on this fine uh, Wednesday, August 30th? Good, man. It's actually the first week of college football now, so we're getting into the big games. It's exciting. Yeah, that, last week... Last week was a uh, – it was a good little taste. It was, like, exactly what we expected. It wasn't, like, anything special, but, like, it was college football. I was able to turn on the TV and fucking watch college football. Like, what what, what, what more can you ask for? We did get to see some pretty good teams. I think Notre Dame and USC are both going to be pretty good, so that was exciting. Yeah, if USC knows how to, you know – Stop! Defend stop! Or defend the run. You know that might be a that might be a tough task when you start going up against some teams that can really know how to run the ball. <laughs> so I guess uh, without further ado, we'll just get right into it. Uh, let's talk about week zero a little bit. Uh, so let's just start off with the game that kicked off college football: uh, Navy and uh, Notre Dame in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, what what were your thoughts? Um, I mean, you, you can't really take too much away from that game, but I think it gives Notre Dame fans a reason to get excited about the team, seeing uh, Sam Hartman, the way that he played. They finally have a quarterback that's competent and can go out and win them football games, and they don't have to rely on the run. I think, like, obviously Notre Dame looked good, but we got to take it with the grain of salt on the opposition. This isn't, like, one of, this isn't one of Navy's best teams that they've put out there on the field. So oh, no, no, definitely not. So it was good to see Sam Hartman. Uh freaking they're running back number seven. I'm not even gonna attempt to say his name. He's a freaking tank. Um and then you get their run going and then you get Sam slinging it. I think I think they're gonna be dangerous. I mean I think they're I think that could be a top ten team by the end of the year for sure. Let's take a let's take a just a quick glance at their uh at their schedule. Well, I know they they play Ohio State, then they play USC, Clemson, and, the, and Clemson. So I think, and they play Pitt. Don't forget, Pitt travels to Notre Dame this year. So um, they always play Notre Dame well. So yeah, so I think out of so out of their marquee matchups of Ohio State. USC, uh, Pitt, and uh, Clemson. I think they can afford to lose one of those games, and I think they're gonna lose one of those games. Well, to get in the playoffs, you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. They can only afford to lose one, which I think is gonna be tough. I think also, they're gonna drop drop at least two of those, and but they're still gonna end, you know, top ten near six bowl. Yeah, it also matters on how the rest of the field shakes up because we have seen two lost teams get in there. So, but it doesn't help. It doesn't help that because yeah, they don't have a conference championship. Yeah, exactly. So like they, their games are limited. Like they can't like just lose two and then win a conference champion and be like, hey, look, we're conference champions. Like let us in. You know, it's like well, we're independent. So, but and they they would also need like. Duke or Pitt to actually have good years. Too. Yeah, yeah, th- th- they would need the rest of their schedule to shape up to 
you know, for their strength of schedule and stuff. Uh, San Jose State, USC, uh, 56 to 28. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, USC can put up points. They can't defend anything. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to spend much on this. It's USC's I mean, got enough. They got another star in Zachariah Branch. Yeah. That's the, that's the biggest takeaway if you're an USC fan. I mean, you know Caleb Williams is going to be Caleb Williams. Yeah, nothing like but... the nothing like the Rose Bowl being half packed on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm not ready to give up on their defense just yet. I mean, you it's week zero. Maybe they're not trying to put everything out there, but it is San Jose State, and they did give up 28 points. How many rushing yards? Like 200. Like, yeah, and like. They were, it was, yeah. They're Lincoln Riley, just like it's just he doesn't have a good track record of putting good defenses on the field. I know it's actually they have good recruits too. I mean, he had good recruits at Oklahoma and could never pull out a decent defense with those high octane offenses he had to get over the top. Yeah, and I think it's going to continue. Um, so. Let's talk about our bets a little bit. Uh just quick. Uh UTEP, literally it's just terrible. Um terrible play calling on the in the stretch of the game. Two minute drill going perfectly fine, driving down the field, third and one, pass, fourth and one, pass. I mean, so they lost twenty to seventeen. No, it was 17 to 14. No, it was 20. Sorry, guys. I think it was 17 14. Yeah, 17 14. They missed a field goal earlier in the game, came back to bite them, and then they didn't trust putting their kicker out there for a 44 yarder to attempt to tie the game. Instead, they decided to pass it on third and short and fourth and short. So that's the first uh, leg of the parlay that died. And then obviously, USC did not cover their. Uh, what what was it? Thirty, thirty and a half. Thirty and a half. They ended up. Uh, they actually got twenty eight. Got blown with that last five minute touchdown. Yeah, so not not a good start for the team card, but hey, it's just week zero. We're just getting warmed up. We're just getting warmed up, and without further ado, let's get into week numero uno. Big week ahead. Uh, we're gonna start it off with. Just some headlines. Um, Ohio State named a starting quarterback in Kyle McCord. Kind of mixed response on this. It was kind of his job to lose heading into the offseason. And supposedly got real close. Ryan Day came out and said that his consistency over the past seven to ten days really won him the job. So, But Devin Brown will be getting reps against Indiana also. So it's still kind of an open competition. But Kyle McCord named the starter. How do you feel about that being an Ohio State fan? Um, I mean, it was expected. Like he was the guy behind CJ. It was kind of expected, and I guess now it's his. You know, it's kind of his job to lose now. So hopefully he CJ's goes. CJ's first year didn't he start over him? Who didn't McCord start over him his first year the, for the first game or something? No, he didn't. I must be thinking of someone else. But uh, 
I mean, we saw McCoy in action last year a little bit, uh, but I guess now since he has the keys, let's hope hopefully he plays with some confidence. But also, before we go over these games, I have a hot take. I have a MAC team upsetting a Big Ten team this week. It is set to happen, and it will happen. So we will get into that. So without further ado, now let's preview week numero uno. Starting off first, we got Nebraska versus Minnesota. Also, <clears throat> disclaimer, we're just going to be going over some uh, just some top 25 uh, games with some like Nebraska versus Minnesota is not a top 25 game, but it's a good enough game to talk about. So let's get into it. Nebraska versus Minnesota. Minnesota is minus seven. Take us away. Uh, I like Nebraska in this one. I think Matt Rule gets them right, turns them, turns them around pretty quickly. They still have a lot of talent. I mean, the Scott Frost teams weren't like – I mean, they could win games, but they still have some talented guys. And I don't think Minnesota really has much of anything, to be honest with you. Yeah, they so kind I'm of taking lost. Nebraska plus a seven, maybe touch a little money line. I don't know. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. I don't think uh, Matt Rule is going to be dumb enough to be up 14 <clears throat> points and uh, do an onside kick and, uh, you know, change the whole <laughs> momentum of the game like Scott Frost did uh, last season. Yeah. But uh, – I'm with you on this. I think the PJ Fleck train in Minnesota is kind of dying down a little bit, you know, slightly. It's dead. Tanner Morgan's gone. It's dead. Ibrahim's gone. Uh, yeah. You know, like I think I think their backup my, running back who was pretty good transferred to Penn State. That pots. So I think. I I I like I like your call on this with the Nebraska plus seven and the. Nebraska sprinkle on the money line. So that's pretty much it on that game. Let's go to Florida at Utah. So if you saw, I shared a tweet with you prior to this episode. Oh, yeah. uh, Cam, Cam Rising is like, doubtful. And then their tight end who's returning from a torn ACL is also unlikely to play. So he was their uh, leading receiver, right, two years ago? Yeah, before his ace, before he tore his uh, ACL. So I don't know how the line. I haven't checked. Is there any line movement? Yeah, it already dropped to four. So Utah opened up as minus six and a half, and now it is to minus four. Uh, honestly, I was gonna be all over Utah in this game, but now I'm kind of staying away completely. Yeah, I mean, it's a Thursday game, so I'm going to play something. I might play Florida, but I think under might be a good play, too, because I don't think both teams really have an explosive offense at all, especially with Utah having those two guys out and their defense. Both defenses should be decent, I guess. Yeah, like we got Graham Mertz uh, starting for Florida, Wisconsin transfer, um, they Florida lost four O line starters, but they beefed up in the portals like we talked about, so they could actually be better off on the O line. And then you know Trevor Etienne's pretty solid back, so oh. yeah, and they got Ricky Pearsall back receiver. Utah returns a lot of guys, but I mean without uh, 
Cam Rising. Who knows how their offense is going to be. You know Utah's going to come in well-coached, though. You know, they're going to – you know, they're going to be well-coached, well-disciplined. But it's just, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of question marks on both sides, I feel. Yeah. I mean, if we were smart, we would probably stay away from this game. But like I said, it's really – If, if we were smart. Games on Thursday. If, if we yeah. were smart, I just told you <laughs> I'm staying away. <laughs> you mean if, if you were smart. If I was smart, but I'm definitely going to play something. I'm probably going to stick to Florida because I was going to take Florida plus a six and a half because I figured Cam Rising wouldn't last the whole game because they were already saying he was questionable. Week week one's always so hard to talk about because I'm a very like see it on the field type of like I need to I can't read about it like I can read about it all I want but I need to like see a product on the field you know so like it's yeah. just tough to. Once once these week games week one games like wrap up and I like see what these teams are like what they're putting on the field, then a lot of question marks will be answered. So uh just a quick brief uh thing. We're gonna go to Ohio State traveling to Bloomington to take on the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh Ohio State's minus thirty and a half. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, they just named a starting quarterback in Kyle McCord. Uh, the offensive side, I was just like thinking, and the offensive side of the ball is going to really they they've they got firepower. Oh yeah, they do explosiveness everywhere. You know, uh, this uh, Cornell Tate, he's a true freshman wide receiver, and uh, Brian Hartline came out and said that Cornell Tate. Uh, is at like a higher level than Marvin Harrison was like his like sophomore year last year, which is crazy to like. Oh yeah. I just, I was just talking to the, my friend the other day and I said that Carnell Tate's probably going to be the best one that Ohio state has had in a while. And they've had really good wide receivers like Garrett Wilson, Alave, Marvin Harrison. Now he, I think he's more explosive than all of them. Yeah. Well, thank So, Cardinal Tate's in like a Cornell or Cardinal, whatever you want to say, is in a bit is in a good spot to really have a breakout year. Just think about where the attention is going to be going on the offense. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because like just like how Marvin had his breakout year when all the like against uh Utah in the Rose Bowl, like that was Marvin Harrison's like coming out party because you know Alave was out. And like all the attention was going to Jackson Smith and Jayba, and then Marvin Harrison, you know, Marvin or Smith and Jigma still had a great game too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was Smith and Jigma's like come out game, and then that Rose Bowl was crazy. But I think all the attention is going to be going to Marvin, <clears throat> and then also uh, a Jigba, a a Jukba, and then Julian Fleming's like a great number three, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, how do you feel about Julian Flegman? Uh, I feel like he's obviously not on the same level as these other guys, but like he's also been plagued by uh injuries, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like like well, he's coming he, in. He was supposed to be this shit. Well, yeah, but like. He, you know, you know how it goes. Oh yeah, Jackson Smith. 
I'm just yeah, he had three forty seven. Yeah, Marvin and then Mar- still Marvin had, had those. Tutties, he had so. those three tutties, but they were like, yeah. Dude, I forgot Jackson Smith and Jayla put up fucking three forty seven, and that's crazy. That's actually video game, and then he gets hurt the very first game of the season last year. Yeah, out the whole year with a hamstring pull. Yeah, crazy. All right, on topic. Uh, yeah, I think Fleming's like a salt. He's like a reliable guy, you know. I think Ohio State's really going to need some uh, step up in the tight end game. Yeah, for sure. Utilize the, the big guys. I mean, a little we bit. we know the we know the offense is going to put up points. It's just a matter of that defense getting any better. Dude, look out for Evan Pryor if he gets if he gets touches. Sorry, guys, microphone drop. If he gets touches, like that backfield is scary. You got Trevion Henderson, Mine Williams, Evan Pryor. Like that is a scare. I not that's a scary backfield. Yeah, that especially is if especially Trevion, if Tra- I mean last year, what do you hurt his foot? Yeah, he was dealing with the foot injury like the whole like mo- the majority of the year. So if and that mine but, got hurt too, right? Yeah, mine got hurt too. And then that's when they put uh they put Chet. So they got this transfer from Arizona State. He was from Ohio, but Ohio State wanted him to be a linebacker. So then he came, he transferred from Arizona State, came and was playing linebacker. And then all those injuries happened in the backfield and they put him on the running running back side. And he actually played really, really well. So watch out for him too if they I'm pretty sure he's staying on the running back side. So but yeah, I mean, they have a lot of are explosive players that can make big plays on offense for sure. Yeah, and back just back to the quarterback play. Ohio State's last quarterbacks: Trell Pryor, Braxton Miller, J.T. Barrett, Cardell Jones, Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud, and now Kyle McCord. And Kyle McCord got that chemistry with uh, with Marvin Harrison. Also, because you know they went to St. Joe's together. Yep, yep. So, but I mean, he's going to be good no matter what. I feel like it's just whether or not he's going to be good enough to win all those big games like Ohio State has in the past. Because he has to go on the road to Notre Dame early, like in like four weeks. He has to go on the road. Yeah, night game. He's got to go on the road to Michigan. Like, there's some, you know, there's big games, and he's got to step up. Ohio State's O-line lost Paris Johnson, Dewan Jones, and Luke Whippier. Uh, so kind of key to watch the new the new parts come in and see if they can keep keep Kyle protected. Obviously, yep. uh, they're a big part of the run game too. So but the big question mark, Ohio State's defense. Like they were solid during the regular season last year until Michigan. Until they needed a stop against Georgia, you know, like they needed that stop against Georgia and they didn't get it. I, I think even in that Penn State game, they still Penn State still oh, about two yeah. yards rushing. That and Clifford threw for like 341 that game against them, you know? Yeah. And I think right just uh yeah, JT however you say it, Oh yeah, JT Timalu. Like a pick six. Yeah, yeah, pick yeah. six. What do you fumble recovery for a pick or for a touchdown? Yeah, he he had a big game. 
and it sucked that game was at like noon, you know. Yeah, Penn State Ohio State should always be a night game. Yeah. Uh so on corners for Ohio State, you got Denzel Burke, who had a really good freshman year, like when would that have been? Two years ago? Two, three years ago? And then he's kind of like plateaued a little bit. And then they got this Davison egg egg but no son from Ole Miss who's gonna be on the other side. And the big problem with like when Ohio State's downfall on defense happened was all about scheme. Because they were playing they were playing man to man, leaving the corners on islands when like the talent wasn't island talent, you know? Yeah. I mean, versus Michigan, JJ McCarthy didn't really do anything except throw like three bombs for touchdowns off play action. Check, check. Yeah, you're good. And I've just been informed that I uh, left out Dwayne Haskins on the quarterback tree, which cannot happen. So I apologize for that. Um, yeah, and, and in the middle, you got Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers. Um uh, <laughs> Uh, and then I'm really excited for Sony Styles on the back on the in the back playing safety or whatever he's gonna be playing. Like he's just a freak. So uh you also got uh Jack Sawyer and uh yeah JT Tumaluo. Yeah, I'm really end. not I mean I'm really not worried. They're gonna about be the... good. they have the players. It's just whether or not the you know, like you said, the scheme. Yeah, I'm really not worried about like the uh, the D line at all, but as long as Knowles can put together like a uh, solid solid scheme for the guys to put the guys in the best position to win, I think Ohio State will just be fine. Yeah. Um, going on, just we're gonna skid through a couple of these. East Carolina at Michigan. Michigan's minus thirty six. Um. East Carolina had that game last year, opening up the season against NC State. Yeah, they played them real good. They played NC State real good, like so good that they had a chance to win the game on a game-winning. Uh, was it game-winning field goal? Yeah, I think it was a game-winning field goal. Yeah, I think and, you're right. And the guy missed it, but I don't think they're gonna play Michigan as tough as that. So, yeah. like Michigan, you got J.J. McCarthy, Edwards. Quorum uh, back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blake Quorum came back. So, I mean, Michigan's going to be – they're going to be Michigan. Virginia – It's their 20- conference to lose now. Uh, debatable. Just because they won it two years okay, in a row. Been. Just because they won it two years in a row doesn't, like – Yeah, but they're – they're the favorites. Next yeah. game is a uh, Tennessee Virginia. That's going to be a blowout. We actually like what Tennessee first half in that game. Yeah, I don't think Virginia is very good at all, and I think Tennessee's offense is just going to be able to overpower whatever Virginia puts on the uh, field. 
speed wise, talent wise, Tennessee outweighs them in every single category and it's not been close. Oh yeah. Next game we got Arkansas State and Oklahoma. Oklahoma another minus the, blowout. Another blowout. Uh Oklahoma easy, obviously. I'm interested in the product that they put out after like a kind of like a weird season last season. So just they still got Dylan Gabriel back. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's gonna be you know it's good to see what they put out there. You know, ever know we won't learn we won't learn much, but it's good to see them out there. Uh, Utah State at Iowa. I was minus twenty five. I don't know if Iowa can put up twenty five points. (laughs) <laughs> yeah who, who's their quarterback they got McNamara right yeah they got Cade McNamara from Michigan um still doesn't took matter. him to a playoff yeah just because you get a new quarterback doesn't mean your scheme gets any better <laughs> yeah they're still gonna I mean even though they can't score points they still have eight or nine wins every year somehow oh, yeah they're yeah their defense keeps them in games and Defense wins games, you know. They'll get, like, a pick six here and there. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mercer at Ole Miss. Um, interesting to see what Ole Miss does with their quarterback situation. Um, Jackson Dart, I assume, is going to be the starter for yeah. week one. Yeah, but I'm sure uh, Sanders will get. Will yeah, get, he'll get good reps. You know. But they haven't really named a starter, just like how Penn State has like hasn't named a Lara starter. Even though everyone knows, Alara's. yeah. I mean, that's just I don't even know what that's for. Just like how Indiana will not name a starting kicker, like they won't they named it, but they won't give the public who this is the starting kicker. Is like it's like some like confidential <laughs> information. Like, come on now. Um. Yeah, thirty point underdogs kicker is really gonna matter. Yeah. Uh, Portland State at Oregon. Uh, let's see what Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks do with uh, second-year head coach. So, I mean, they got a lot of hype on them this year, Bo Nix coming back, but I can't see him being a real playoff contender. Yeah, I see them being like two-three-win or 2-3 losses. Yeah, like probably finish like 12. Yeah, something like that. Rice at Texas. Texas is officially back before the season has started. Uh, I'm kind of worried about my Texas to make the playoff and Texas to win the Big 12 because everyone's on this Texas gravy train, which just means disappointment. I just seen a stat like the last six out of seven years, they've hit the under on their win total. Coming what's their, into the year. What's their win total at right now? Uh, I haven't checked, but I'm assuming it's at nine and a half. That sounds right. Because there's no way they have them at ten. You never know. Didn't didn't we check it last episode? I don't think we checked their win total. Let's see here. Them to win the conference, though, is plus... 100 so it has to be it's got, yeah it's got to be like right in that range um it is <laughs> it's right at nine and a half 
Yeah, minus 140. So the under might be a good play. Not if you got them going to the playoff. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're getting into some of the marquee matchups now. We got Boise State traveling to Washington. Washington is minus 14 and a half. Take us away, Sam. All right, so Boise State, they have a good rushing uh, attack because their quarterback likes to run. If he's going to be able to – if he can pass the ball, that would really take their offense to a whole new dimension. They finished the year last year 10-4, and four, and I think they started off like 2-2. Two and two, So they finished like 8-2 and two to end the year. They had 2,500 rushing yards with their uh, two backs and the QB. They returned most of their offensive line. Their defense was actually real good last year. They were ranked 15th. They returned about everybody except their um, their secondary, which could be a real problem against Washington, considering how they like to throw the ball. Washington, we pretty much know about know about them. They're going to try and throw the ball a shit ton, put up a lot of points, but their defense was ranked 105th in the country last year. Although they retained most of their starters, who knows if they can get any better. Yeah, so uh... – is that an echo? Yeah, I don't know what's yeah. going on with I don't know what's going on with my mic. I I dropped it and everything's everything's fucked up. So to our loyal listeners out there, I just want to apologize. I'll uh, I'll do better. I'll do better. <laughs> All right. So for for me, uh, when we talked about this, I was like. Dude, Boise State plus the points, like easy. But everyone's has Washington on upset alert week one. But I, you flip, you flipped me. You flipped me to Washington minus 14 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking the Washington Kool Aid a little bit, probably a little bit too much considering how bad their defense was last year. But anytime you have most of your guys coming back, I feel like there's a lot of room for improvement, you know? Yeah. Um, and boy, and Boise state can't really throw the ball. Yeah. It's going to, so I'm taking Washington and it's like, Washington's going to have that home field advantage and, you know, so I think I'm going to be on Washington that game. Let's move to West Virginia at Penn state. So Penn State, you know, like we said last episode, this is their best team in a long time. If James Franklin doesn't beat either one of Michigan or Ohio State this year, the year's a failure for sure. They got, you know, top 10 pick at offensive tackle, first round pick at corner, a lot of weapons on offense, two running backs back, almost the entire offensive line back, transferring at receiver. In West Virginia, they have uh, Garrett Green and C.J. Donaldson back. Dude, C.J. can pound the rock. Like their C- entire defense. C.J. can pound the rock. Yeah, he can. And they got – I was just reading this yesterday, and they got like their entire O-line back, and they got like a couple NFL guys on that offensive line. So maybe they can make it interesting for a half. You know who I'm really excited to watch? Dante Cephas. Like I totally yeah. forgot, I totally forgot Penn State got Cephas. He yep. is like I've watched a lot of Mac football, 
and watching him at Kent State, like he is, he's a baller. Yeah, you know? that I mean, Drew Lars said that he's been probably one of the most impressive ones in camp so far. Yeah, I'm actually excited to see that Lars versus Cephas uh, connection. Besides, on like October 24th, but um, <laughs> but but I think I think Penn State covers easily here. I, I don't think. West Virginia is going to be able to put put up points with them the entire game. I think it gets overlooked that Penn State did go what eleven and two last year. Yeah, and their only losses were to two playoff teams. And it's not like it's not like Ohio State like blew them out of the water like we were talking about earlier. Like their defense like let them down. Yeah, in like some spots and stuff, but. I think I think they have a very high expectation expectations uh this season and it's gonna be interesting to see if they you know if they rise yeah, to the they, occasion they got, or if they fail. They really just have to split those two games, like for it to be a win in my eyes. So you want them to go eleven and one? And yeah, that would be that would be a major success beating one of the uh, Ohio State, Michigan, when they just got pummeled by those two the last two years. So, your predictions: Penn State to the playoff, correct? Yep. I think there's going to be two Big Ten teams in. I think they're. I think they're going to be able to really, really like control the game just on the offensive side of the ball with their run and through the air. So. I mean, they'll be a fun team to watch, definitely. On to, I think, the game of the week. Yeah, North, I'd agree. North Carolina versus South Carolina in Charlotte. South Carolina is plus two and a half dogs. Uh, I just think there's going to be a lot of points. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, because – Oh, I mean, UNC's defense last year was <laughs> literally the worst probably in the country. But they have a lot of guys coming back, so hopefully they improve just a little bit so they're competent, so Drake May can put up a lot of points and win games. I just, I just think that North Carolina, North Carolina is not going to break through. I think they're at like eight to eight to nine wins. Hopefully, get the the nine. I think I took them at over eight and a half. <laughs> Damn! See, look, I'm right on with the books every single time. I didn't even look, and I had them at eight nine. You know? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a tough matchup, though. I think I like Beamer, and I think Spencer Spencer Rattler started to figure out towards the end of last year. Oh yeah, he definitely. It's gonna be a fun game to watch. Oh yeah, so, so UNC lost Josh Downs. Who did they like on the receiving side? Do they have like what they, what, um, what are we looking at? Well, everybody else other than Josh Downs, like their uh, other guys, can, are all back, and they got they got a couple transfers that are supposed to be pretty good from um, Mississippi State, and I think the other one was from uh, Kent State. He's supposed to be like a explosive, like speedster. 
So he's going to have weapons, and they have a pretty good tight ends back too. So, so what like, they really need is that offensive line to protect Drake May because he got hit, beat up a lot last year. That was that's what I was like. That's still a question mark. Their O line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's. All right, we know there's going to be a lot of points. How many points do you think? What What's your score prediction? I know you're going with UNC. Let, 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 let's get a score score prediction here. I'm going UNC 35-31. I, I know am, you're taking South Carolina. I'm I I got I got it higher scoring than that. I got it. I'm sitting at like. 40, let's say South Carolina is going to score 45 points and UNC is going to score like 38. I like that too, though. I think, I don't know. I think we're going to, we think it's going to be such a high scoring game that they're it's going to start off really slow. Yeah, what what why should be like you know what seven, I mean? why, why should be like seventeen fourteen like some <laughs> you know like it's just gonna be low scoring like Spencer's gonna score Spencer's gonna throw like five interceptions in the red zone, <laughs> which could happen. Oh, very much could. All right, let's oh, go. Well, this next this next game actually is my favorite game of the week. LSU. First Florida State. Yeah. Uh, tell us why it's your favorite game of the week. Uh, I'm excited to see LSU. And, I mean, Florida State's getting a lot of hype. Like, even some people have them in their top four. Like, their Not playoff good. prediction. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I mean, they're, if not the first best team, the second best team in the ACC. So, that's going to be fun. LSU, I think. I think right now they're better than Alabama. I mean, at least on paper, mm-hmm. they won. They won that side of the conference last year. Obviously, they got destroyed by Alabama, but they have Jaden Daniels back, Malik Neighbors, Harold Perkins, who's the best linebacker in college football, maybe one of the best defensive players in college football. So it's going to be a fun game. I I look last year, this game. You know, kind of started slow, but then like the ending like made up for you know made up for it, and I think yeah, LSU I, came out terrible. I think these teams are more more experienced now, and I think we're gonna get a way better football game than we did last year. And I think, uh, I think, I think Florida State. I don't know. I'm like I'm mixed on Florida State. You know. I just yeah, don't. I think they're getting a little too much hype from from my liking. Yeah, like I get it, but I don't. You know, like I guess we'll see because they're starting off with the test right away. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about the game? I mean, Florida State. They got Jordan Travis. They got. I mean, most of their weapons back. Who's yeah. The- Defensive they, end that they have, Jared Burris. Yeah, he's going to be real good. So yeah. I mean, you got you got stars on both sides of the ball on both teams. So I so the, you said this game's taking place in Camping World Stadium, right in Orlando. Yeah, 
Yep. So what is it? Is it on Sunday or Monday? Sunday, it's right? Sunday. Like, because there's all those uh, hurricanes going on in Florida, you know? So, yeah. Let's see if we're. Have they said there. anything about the game? Oh, it's supposed to be fine on Sunday in Orlando. So, but okay. it's going to rain Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, yeah. I don't know. What's your What's your prediction for that game? I think it's just back and forth, and LSU kicks like a game-winning field goal to win. That's that's the type of game this this will be. I think this game's going to be really low scoring. I think so too. I'm talking not like, like really low, but like in the twenties. I'm talking like twenty four, like twenty one type. Yeah, I can see that. I think both defenses are going to be pretty good. And it's week one, yeah. sloppiness, you know. So we got Clemson versus Duke. This is Monday, and uh, yeah, so, this is this is Monday, right? Yeah. yeah so Clemson's minus thirteen against Duke. Um. So, Riley Leonard returning for for Duke, yeah. Yeah, it's like his um, what his junior year. Yeah, so they have yeah. basically their their whole offense is coming back, and solid yep. O line. Uh, they could put up some points. Their defense had a drastic improvement from twenty one to twenty two. And then they only lost three starters on defense. So you're high on Duke. I get it. Yep. Um, they can control. My whole take for this game is uh, Riley Leonard's the best quarterback on that field. I guess He's better than Club Nick. I guess we're going to have to watch and find out. But I got uh, – I think Clemson's going to – I think Clemson's feels – yeah, I think Clemson feels like they're disrespected this season. Yeah, I mean they got they got a hell of a defense again. They got so many like NFL prospects on that defense. But does Klubnik have any weapons to throw the ball to? I mean, you got Shipley in the backfield, but I I just don't think the weapons are there. Well, that was the problem last year too. It's been the problem two years in a row when. Yeah, even in that um, twenty one season. Yeah, when because they used to have some like kill like some solid uh, receiving corps. Yeah, I mean, what's who's the last noble? I mean, Justin Ross, like T Higgins. I mean, Hopkins and uh, Sammy Watkins were. That was with like Taj Boyd, but. Yeah, I got I got a taste of that in the Orange Bowl. <laughs> Hunter Renfro, he was a beast. Yeah. Uh, dude, I don't know. I don't think that they're going to have weapons. Yeah, I know that's that's a big thing. And I, I think Duke, I mean, they're a really old team. So I, think, I don't think they're going to be uh, shy at the moment. I think they're going to be ready to play for sure. Yeah, and that's – is that happening in a neutral site? Um, Let me check here. I think it's actually at Duke. Yeah, it's at Duke. At so, Duke? 
that's gonna they're gonna get up for that game because last year was the first time their their football team was pretty decent in a while. I visited Duke's campus like last last summer. So yeah. nice, so yeah. nice. They're definitely gonna fill up Wallace Wade Stadium, no doubt. Yeah. So that's it. That's a good. We're that's good. Like Sunday night, we got a good game. Monday night, we got a good game. Saturday night, great. Saturday game. night, good game. Also, we didn't predict the Penn State West Virginia game. Oh, oh! I mean, I said they cover easily. I'm thinking like, thinking blowout here, like forty two to like fourteen. I don't know. For some reason, I think it's going to be somewhat close. And that's not like I'm not like I just think it's going to just like week one, like week one, like you got like you got to show up. Oh, it, the only thing is like if uh, West Virginia can establish some sort of run early, they can keep it close just by burning clock because, you know, Penn State's going to want to run the ball, too. What do you think about the new rules with like the uh after first downs, the clock not stopping unless it's like the final two minutes of the half. I don't like that anymore. I mean, I think that's what made college football kind of fun, clock stopping after, you know, yeah. first down. And someone did a breakdown of like the game length and it really didn't shave off any time. All it did was shove more advertisements in your fucking face. Yeah. I mean, that's all they, that's probably why they did it. It sucks though, because like, goes by like this but also like some games are so slow it's like a four-hour game you know yeah and like the reviewing every hit to the head and all that kind of stuff yeah all right colorado at tcu tcu is minus 20 and a half uh i just think that colorado has a rude awakening ahead of them i'd agree with that they're gonna be terrible and I think it's a tough ask for them to go go into TCU to start the season off. But like, how many guys are TCU losing? I mean, it doesn't matter to like. I don't think it matters. Just be wrong, but like, I don't think it matters. I, I think Sonny they're not going to be a player this year. They're, yeah, I know, but I think Sonny good. Dykes has a good good thing going down there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I definitely like TCU to blow them out of the water that game. It'd just be interesting to watch how Dion's uh, transition goes to P5. Yeah, yeah, because we really don't know if he's like a good coach. Yeah, we he was, really he don't. had five stars playing in like <laughs> HBCU, you know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, he got it. He got his P5 job. So now let's let's see. So let's see what he's made of. Um, we're going to transition into the fun stuff. Actually, um, yeah, yep, that's exactly what we're going to do. I mean, we skipped over a couple games, but it was just yeah, like, but they like, yeah, like the Tulane, South Alabama, <laughs> uh, southeastern Missouri State, like that's. I said that's like a generic team in NCAA football 14 going to Kansas yeah. State, you know, like like southeastern Missouri State, uh, you know, uh, middle Tennessee at Bama. Um, yeah, those were basically, basically it. Yeah. yeah. 
UT Martin at Georgia. Um, so talk to me about your card this week. All right. Well, to start off, I like Nebraska plus a seven, as I said. I was planning on taking Florida plus a six and a half because, like I said, I, I thought Cam Rising was going to be like you're going to transition that to money ready to play. You're going to transition that to money line. No, I I do not have enough faith in Graham Mertz to get the dub. I don't know what I'm going to take. I'm probably just going to take the four. But I like LSU minus two and a half. Duke plus a 13. I, I don't think they get the win, obviously. Like, I'm not going to sprinkle any money line, but I think they play them tough and Clemson kind of pulls away at the end. Penn State minus 20 and a half. I think that's going to be a blowout. And then UNC minus two and a half. I'm, I'm high on UNC this year, so I'm going to roll with them. All right. Well, I have TCU minus 20 and a half. I'm going against the dude. The all the public's going to be on Colorado. You know it. I know it. Uh, oh yeah. TCU easy. South Carolina money line. I'm going against your uh, UNC minus two and a half. I think Spencer Rattler gets the job done. Clemson minus thirteen. I'm also going against you on that. <laughs> uh, I am scrapping my Utah minus six and a half. I am staying yeah. away. I have Washington minus 14 and a half. Um, and then I have Hawaii money line over Stanford. Stanford's going to be real bad. Yeah, but can Hawaii beat Stanford? Um, it's going to be a tight game. That's for yep. sure. And then this is the one I've been telling you guys about. The MAC team to upset the Big Ten team. Central Michigan University is going to go into East Lansing and will beat Michigan State. What do you think? I like that pick. I mean, if you I remember, couldn't even I couldn't even tell you who Michigan State has back this year. If you remember last year, Michigan State was dominating Western Michigan. Like, you know, they were week one. They were dominating, and then Western yeah, Michigan they came back. Western Michigan came back. You know, and I think yeah. I just don't – I just think CMU is going to beat them, so. I like the pick. What is their money line at? Did you did you check the odds? It's like at – um. They're 14-point dogs. So yeah, there's probably like point three dogs, or four hundred. I'll give you the exact number. It is plus 440. I like that play. What time is that game? It's like Friday night. Okay. I might be adding that. So then we have our team card. Yep. Team card. We have Washington minus 14 and a half. UNC South Carolina over 64. Tennessee first half spread, which is at like 14. And Nebraska yeah, check and see if it moves. And Nebraska plus seven. Yeah. Let's see what the odds are on that. First half spread, 14 and a half. Nebraska. 
Did you put it in already? Did you see what it was? No. Um, I'll put it right now. It's going to be pretty juicy. Yeah. Plus 2,400. That's easy. Oh, wait. No, that's wrong. 1,100. I accidentally clicked Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Plus 1,100. That's good odds. Yeah. $10 a window, 118. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right, guys. Um, sorry for another lackluster, uh, <laughs> lackluster performance. Uh, my microphone fell and it freaking just threw me off. So, um, yeah. It'll be better next next episode. <laughs> that, 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 next episode, uh, we're striving to be better every single episode because if you ain't striving for it, then what are you doing it? So we're going to – next episode on um, – it's going to be next week. Tuesday, uh, you want to drop the recap, then Wednesday yeah, yep. do a new one. Yep. It's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back, like for Drake. And um, we're going <laughs> to uh, – where it's just going to be a better episode because I don't know how this one's going to sound since my microphone fell. So just, just getting that out there. So, uh, Sam, you got anything to say? Nope. I mean, we'll see you back on Tuesday when all of our bets hit. It's going to be a good weekend. Yep. Um, and we still haven't created our Twitter profile. So sorry about that, but, uh, waiting on the logo. Yep. Uh, to the people who are still listening, I just want to say thank you because I'm not sending this to anyone. So that means you're really lo- <laughs> you're really you're really a loyal listener if you made it this far. So uh, thank you. Anything else? No. All right. I'll see you guys next week. All right. That's gonna wrap us wrap us up on episode two of Ball Sticks and Fist, your favorite show with an without an. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn, this episode fucking blew. Peace.